You are now listening to the Whipped Cream Podcast with Bianca Harris and Chantel Chapman. We live our lives around strangers every day. They drive us home drunk, deliver us our ramen at 2 a.m., and we even crash at their place. We are more connected than we've ever been. But how often are we truly connecting? Kareem, the founder of We're Not Really Strangers, believes that we are always just one question away from being connected to anyone. She has created a large Instagram community using her art and a card game around this premise of connection and going deeper. We chatted with Kareem today about why connection is so important. Her story of how this path unfolded for her is not only interesting, it's a bit magical and full of synchronicities. Hey guys, welcome back. We are here with Kareen from We Are Not Really Strangers. Did I say your name right? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm always worried about saying people's names wrong. And Chantel. Hey. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. And being on our podcast and welcoming welcoming us into your home. Um, let's just jump right in. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be really cool to start off by talking about um, why you um, started your brand. Yeah, so I started We're Not Really Strangers. It originated as me photographing people. When I was 16, I had my first like real heartbreak. Um, and <laughs> it sounds funny now, but the way I dealt through, I was very devastated. Like it really crushed me. I was Googling all the time. Like, do you ever get over your first love? Like, <laughs> like, the, the only Google answer is no. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, no, like you get the worst answers. And I had the idea with my friend um, to set up a tripod on Ventura Boulevard and as strangers walked by, like asked them the question, do you ever get over your first love? And the answers were really interesting to me and gave me a lot of perspective. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Like I could talk to these random people about just about anything. And that just got me hooked and I kept doing it, kept doing it. And anytime there was something painful, like the next heartbreak at 18, it kind of revitalized it again. And I started taking even more photos. Um, what were you taking photos of? Random strangers. Oh, okay, and I would cool. literally like, and when I look back at it now, and I'll show you the pictures later, like, I was like, what was I doing? Like, my actual pastime was I would go to random areas of LA and hang out with complete strangers, like homeless, not like just the person working at a donut shop, like literally the most random people. That's so cool. And I love that. Because that was what I liked to do. My mom would be like, what are you doing? Like, be safe. And I was like, I'm safe. It felt very safe. Um, even though I definitely got into some, into some interesting moments, but um, that's what I was doing. I was photographing people, and I loved doing it. I didn't have a name for it, though, um, until I met this complete stranger in downtown who was reading poetry, and I went up to him randomly, and he told me his passions in life were Jesus and, um, Jesus and Israel, and I'm from Israel, which he didn't know at all, but he was also telling me about his love of poetry, blah, 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 so... At the end of our interview, I was like, okay, thank you so much for your time. And I walked away and he's like, hey, by the way, I like what you're doing. You're going to write a book one day and it's going to be called We're Not Really Strangers. No. You just gave me the chills. That's where the name came from. And I was like, text, like, so I was walking down the street from that and I text my friend. I was like, what do you think about this name? And and he was like, it's okay. And I was like, this feels right. Like, to me, the name was perfect. And for me, like, what was great about it is it also encapsulated the purpose of what I was doing because at the time I was just photographing people interviewing them but there was no like mission or like call to action and I realized with that name like oh what I'm trying to do is show how we're all the same like we're not really strangers 
And but that was still a long time ago, and I didn't have a game per se, but I was just doing this thing, loved doing it. And fast forward probably another, I don't know how long year, it's hard to keep track, but I was making a deck, like sitting at Soho House actually. I wasn't a member, I just like my friend let me stay in after. And I was working on this deck, and the guy sitting across from me was like, Do you want hummus? And I was like, sure. We started talking, and he was telling me he's a video like filmmaker. And I was like, cool, so I have this thing called We're Not Really Strangers. And he's like, what is it? I'm like, making something up. Because I didn't know what it was at the time. But I was like, said something, you know, I was like, trying to show people are all the same. He liked it. And we stayed in touch. And then fast forward again, I think it was around Valentine's Day. I remember because I like ate my friend's chocolate that was on her dresser. So I was just like so down that day and like was in the room all day. I was like, I feel so frustrated because I don't know what this thing is. I know I love it. I know the name is interesting. I know that people are like, oh, this is interesting, but there's nothing to it. Like, I can't show you anything for it. And I had the idea of taking all the questions that I would ask people during the interviews and writing them down in index cards and having complete strangers ask each other. So that was the idea. So I went, so I texted my friend that I met at Soho House. And I was like, would you be free this weekend to film this ID? And I like wrote it out for him. And he's like, yeah, I'll set, like, we'll figure it out. We'll set it up. And we went to the park. We set it up. It was just very makeshift. like. And so basically, I wrote out all the questions. And he saw the first one is, was, um, what is your name? Right, just to get the conversation started. And he's like, make it, what do you think my name is? And I was like, why? And he was like, just trust me. And I bought him on it. But I was like, all right, fine. We put in, what do you think my name is? And as we watch strangers play with each other, I realized like there's this really funny dynamic happening when we're like challenging these assumptions that we make about each other. So like, wow. like when you look at me, what do you think my name is? And then watching how funny that was, I, re- I kind of started developing in my head. I was like, okay, this can be a level of something. Like I can continue adding to this thing. Like, what do you think my name is? What did my shoes tell you about me? What was your first impression of me? Do you think I fall in love easily? Why, why not? And now meeting you, it's like, how do you, what do you think my relationship is like with money? Like, yeah. you can add it in any topic you want. Yeah. We all are, like, silently judging one another in yes. our minds, but, like, we don't challenge those assumptions enough, right? So I started developing it into a level of a game. I was like, level one will be perception, and then level two, you get past assumptions, so you go into connection, and then level three, you reflect, so it'll be called reflection. So like that like mapped out really well because I was like it rhymed and it was great. <laughs> and then so that like I it was a PDF file on my phone. And people like I started playing it with random people and they really liked it. And I was like, okay, now I want to take it a step further. I don't want it to just be questions because there's already table topics, there's already question cards in existence. I want to gamify it. Like I really want it to feel like a game. So I added wild cards, which are action cards to kind of break up the intensity of the questions because there's a lot of deep stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So you might pick up a wild card that says, press shuffle on your music library, explain the first song that comes up. Or, oh my God, I fucking love this. I yeah, know, I really like want to play it. Or like draw your current mood, 30 seconds compare. And I came up with so many wild cards for it along with my friends. And, um, and then, yeah, that's kind of where we are today is the card game. That's so fucking awesome. That's wow. the whole story. It's like a natural evolution that happens. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what seems like so significant <clears throat> is like how intuitive everything was for you. Like it just was like this happened and then this felt right and I followed mm-hmm. this instinct. 
Fun and like meeting the guy with the hummus. Uh-huh. Brandon. <laughs> All little pieces. Wow. Yeah. No, absolutely. Even like to the last detail, um, I lent out my card game that I had, the only one I had left I lent out, but like the the detail of like what it says on the inside of the box, inside we're all the same. So when you open the box, it all says inside we're all the same. Even that, like I didn't know what to put inside the lid of the box and we drove past the street and I saw in graffiti, inside we're all the same. I was like, that's going inside the box. So like that's all the little insane. details, like even questions that people like, I remember a guy asked me on a date, this is so random, but we were on it, it was a bad date, never went on the second <laughs> And for some reason, he was compelled to ask, look at me like dead in the eyes, and he was like, ask me a question you wouldn't dare to ask me. Or like something you wouldn't, you'd be too afraid to ask, something like that. And I was like, he's like, you don't have to answer that, just think about it. I was like, I took out my phone, I was like, that's gonna be a wild card. Yeah. Like, ask me a question. Like, what's dare. your info? Yeah. Do, like, do you remember the question you asked him? Well, I didn't ask him a question, actually, because yeah. I was too afraid. You're like, this date sucks, and yeah. I'm going to waste my <laughs> brain power. <laughs> but he wanted to plant that seed in my head for some reason. He just yes. had that, that prompt in him. And I actually, like, gifted him a game, so I ran, in, I, like, ran into him one day in public, and I was like, did you find your card? And he, I guess he didn't look through it well enough to find it, but it's in there. And, like, influences from, like, my best friends are in there, and, like, questions that a strange, strangers would ask me to put it in there, like... Everything, and that's why I think it took so long to put out. Like, I was developing it for a really long, really, really long time. How long? God, I'd have to, like, really look through things to, like, find the dates. But definitely maybe, like, a year and a half to two years of, like, taking it out. Like, I made a prototype. And then my friends and I would go and play it over and over. And over. We would play with complete strangers at cafes and wherever How do you get we people to come over and join you? I'm just like, do you want to play a game? Or like, I would take it to parties. I like printed it out at like a local printing printing shop, so I'd have multiples, and I would take it to parties, and no one would know it's my game. So you get honest feedback, and you just oh watch my god, play. so fucking smart. So yeah, you, but it was terrifying. By yeah, it. I never course. actually wanted to do it. I was like, okay, do it. You have to do this, or else it's not gonna like be what you want it to be. And I would watch people pick up cards. Like this is the learning curve that like was painful, but I have to go through. It was like watching people play and be like, this question's stupid, or like, this question's like too intense, you know, and I would take no, and, but that was a part of what makes it what it is today, because people are like, oh my god, this is too intense, so I would need to break that, like, I would kind of like reel it in, soften it, soften it in the wording, and then break it up with a wild card that'll make them laugh, like, and I viewed every level as kind of like a, like an act in a movie, like you want, like I can, I can envision what the emotions I want for each level in the people playing. Right. And I tried to like customize the questions to fit that, you know, but it really took a cool. lot of time. I think that I just, I, I pointed that out again, cause I think that's an important thing for people to kind of hear that it's like, I think we all want to make things so quickly, like mm -hmm. myself included. I'm just like, I have this idea. I want to get it out there now, mm -hmm. you know, and everything is so fast paced, but it's like when you really take the time to like develop something and hold off mm -hmm. um, from putting it out, you can really make it what you wanted it to be, you know? Yeah. And like the testing and iterating piece is important yeah. that you did. I'm so curious because like this sounds like such an intuitive path that's just like naturally unfolded for you. Mm -hmm. Was there anything that you did on this path that you're like, I'm not sure I should do this, but it was kind of like forced and it didn't work out. Like it was going against your intuition. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I think the one thing that's happened a lot is people like wanted to like partner. Yeah. So that, because I was doing it by myself and I was like, I think, I'm trying to remember the age. I think it was probably, like, it was, it was like maybe like 21, 22.
22 was like really picking up. And I remember someone approached me like a well, like semi well known person, like, oh, I want to take 50% and like help you blow this up and like get you social media influencers, blah, blah, blah. That didn't feel right. So I said no. And then more people, like it just kept happening that people wanted to partner, but none of it felt, it never felt right, you know? And yeah. So it never happened, and I'm still like doing it on my own. Like I have the help of my friends, my my family, and my boyfriend. Like that's kind of my like circle. But the moments that I, another thing is the moments that I tried to say like, oh, I can't get this done unless I had someone helping me. That was, that was a moment of going against my intuition. You know, like. Oh my god. You know, because it's like wow. I'm like giving yeah. the moments I gave my power away yeah. instead of just saying like, oh, I know. I know what I want this to be. I know what I want to convey in this email. You know, like in those moments, I had to learn like to not put the responsibility on others, but put that on myself. I just wasn't, give me a moment to like grasp it. Yeah, of course. Just any time that I was trying to force something because I felt like I was lacking something, mm. you know, which of course, like we want to delegate things that we're not great at. And I still like am open to par a partner, but it has to feel right. Just like anything mm -hmm. and sometimes I would be like oh maybe it it'll feel right down the line and I always gave it that cushion time but it hasn't yet mm -hmm. so I definitely had moments like that mm -hmm. Wow do you have any practices that you do to like help you connect to your intuition because it like what I'm getting from you is it comes very naturally to you but like how when did you start being able to tap into that I think my practice is talking things out loud. Ah, okay. That's my favorite thing to do. Like with any idea, like I like to call a friend and be like, what do you think about this? And we mm -hmm. talk back and forth. And that's my practice. I, I, when things are in my head, it's scattered and not as clear as when I start speaking it out loud and like seeing the response in someone's eyes. Like just do their eyes mm -hmm. spark when I say this idea yeah. or this question. And that that's my practice of like getting in touch with what the next right move will be. In Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. We just, we interviewed um, someone today who was talking, my, my uh, Kundalini yoga teacher, Kim uh -huh. Miller, she was talking about like the next right actions, mm -hmm. like the spontaneous right action. Mm -hmm. um, so sorry, that was interesting. Came full circle. Yeah, full circle. And um, also I, f I find it cool how your like practice of tuning in mm -hmm. is your work connection. Mm -hmm. yeah. I reach out, yeah. I ask people, I yeah. talk to people, I get feedback. Yeah. So that's so fascinating. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I never like looked at it that way, but yeah. I think it would be cool to, for us to read each level of like, cause there's the level of questions here okay. and then maybe like talk a little bit about it. Sure. Those might be a little outdated on the website, but we Because oh, you want to maybe tell me then? Yeah, I can give you like, so level one would be um, like what was your first impression of me? Um, or what do my shoes tell you about me? Um, I'm blanking right now. Actually, I can pull it up. Actually. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. I have the PDF on my phone that I'm sending to my... Oh, I think it's on top here. Okay. Let's see. Um... Oh my gosh, such, such good questions. Do you want to pull them from there? I, don't I wrote some down, actually, <laughs> that I really liked. Why do you think we met is such a fucking cool question. I love that question. <laughs> yeah, that's a what level kind of, three. 
Oh, it is? So yeah, level three is reflection. So like once you've had the game yeah. like, and that connection, you, you reflect like why you think we met. Yeah. How long does it usually take to play the game? It's up to you. So I've played it, like it can, the recommended is 15 cards per level, um, but depending on how in depth your answers are and if you like flip the question back to them, like it can be hours. Like I literally, like I used, I played with my boyfriend, we did the level every night with like candles and wine and we were playing oh like an hour and a half every night. I, you know, so it just kind of depends on you. Like, like how in depth, you can also cut the game short. You're like, I'm not really feeling this, yeah, you know? Yeah. But, um, so it's pretty like customizable as far as time. Though. I think what's really interesting, I think all the questions I wrote down are probably level three. Okay. <laughs> but I think, I, th- I think what's really interesting is that it, especially when you get to that level if it's someone that you haven't met like it's a stranger mm-hmm. um it really cuts through all the crap mm-hmm. like it really gets you to get to know someone mm-hmm. um kind of like almost like what i wish life was like like for real yeah you know? and it can be i think that's like the beauty of questions and why i'm so passionate about questions is the right ones can completely change an interaction like instead of asking someone what do you do i never ask i've never asked i probably have but i usually ask what are you passionate about because that gets you to a deeper mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. or instead of asking how are you like how are you really mm-hmm. that gets you a completely different yeah. interaction just adding that one word and changing the way you say it because how are you in our culture is just like it's just high yeah and it's like i'm good thanks yeah 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 it's not really asking yeah. i i think about that a lot with how how are you yeah um a few more that i jotted down was um what title would you give this chapter in your life mm-hmm. what level was that level two I love that question. Me too. I love that one. What's your chapter right now? Um, hmm. It always changes. Let me think. Mine would be calm. Really? Yeah, because it's always word, been, calm. yeah, just wow. calm because it's been so fucking chaotic. Mm. And lately I just feel so, like, centered and calm. Well, that's great. Wow. Yeah. Mine would be, um, throw your entire fucking life out the window and then see what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's a good title. Also, yes. <laughs> it's an exciting chapter. <laughs> I like that. The question for you, yeah. I'll answer is, so, like, what has helped you create such calm, like, in the midst of chaos? I think just like meditating on a consistent basis and like listen like just being in tune with myself because I just wasn't for so long Mm -hmm. I was just like everything was about external you know it was like everything it wasn't my mind it was like all the shit coming at me is how I was reacting to life yeah and not my like insides got it yeah how often do you meditate daily yeah and how long it depends but like if I'm like being good like 20 minutes to an hour oh to an hour yeah wow Depends. That's really interesting. <laughs> um, so mine would probably be... Hmm. Maybe... You can get rich. Ooh. Yeah, because... That's a good one. <laughs> because I, I'm sure you, like, our interaction earlier inspired because you were telling me about how much of our relationship with money is tied to our belief systems. Yeah. To our limiting belief systems. Something I've had a limiting belief system about is my ability to make money. Mm, you know, me too. so especially with something like this, this is a business, and I, I love the creative. Like I can, that's the thing I want to do all day long. Like that's so that feels so like natural to me. But the minute you start asking me about money or like margins or all of that, like I freeze up, I tense up, I become afraid, and maybe there's a limiting belief within me that I can't. Yeah. 
you know? Totally. Well, for sure with creatives, it's so common. Mm -hmm. Like I'm creative. I'm not good at this side of things. But Mm -hmm. one thing that's interesting about your story that you told us is you're, you immigrated here Mm -hmm. and often with second generation, um, kids who immigrate their, they watch, they grow up watching their parents work very hard. Yeah. So, um, and especially since you've decided to go into the creative field, Mm -hmm. you may have this belief and I don't want to project on you, but this is what I've seen with a lot of people is that unless I'm like sweating and in tears and working so fucking hard, I'm never working hard enough to make money. Mm -hmm. So like my art, my creativity is not like, I enjoy it. I love it. Like it's fulfilling my soul's purpose. It's not the grind. Mm -hmm. So I'm not deserving of money. Right. 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 Which, yeah, which is kind of an interesting thing to look at. Um, and then, yeah, like the also owning your strengths, Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be good at like understanding margins Mm -hmm. and you don't have to have shame for that. Like who cares? (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like there's plenty of people for hire that are really good at that stuff. Right. Right. You know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, That's the chapter of like owning my strengths and working through my weaknesses and knowing that I can, you know? Yeah. Was that something you were thinking about before today? I think so, but especially our conversation brought it mm-hmm. up in me again. Right. You know, like for sure. But it's so funny that you say that because it's something that's been on my mind. Really? Already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. for you. The same thing. Well, you just said it on the ride here, like about you're manifesting something specifically around money. What did I say? I can't remember. You were like uh, about booking and like having the summer that you want to have and right yeah yeah but then just also like my limiting beliefs of like i know that like in my mind intellectually like if you dream of it you can have it and like all of that stuff but then my limiting beliefs is like when it comes to money it's like yeah but i'm never gonna have enough money to be able to do that and i feel like naming it is so good like it's important now that i've even now that we're saying it out loud it's like now we can like take it apart yeah like that, I think that's a big part of it. Because I this is so this might sound so weird. I don't know if I've said it out loud except for my close friends. But I used to have this belief that I wasn't girlfriend material. Like I couldn't be a girlfriend. So and here's what Are I, we the same person? Well, You're freaking me the fuck out. Okay. Good. Um, I literally used to have this belief because I I used to like sneak like when I was dating guys, I would sneak out in the morning so I didn't want to see them to see me without makeup or with morning. Without my concealer. Yeah, without concealer. Like I never wanted to show my imperfections and I just felt like I wasn't girly enough or like I wasn't like, you know, like couple photos, I wasn't in me, you know. I just felt like I wasn't girlfriend material. I could never be a girlfriend. So I always like was comfortable in the position of like like you know, I know like I'm comfortable like on the first few dates, blah blah blah, but I don't get past that. That's what I used to think in my head. And I told it to my friend. Um, I was in the car. I literally remember where we were. We were pulling in to, to the valet, and I was telling her this. And she's like, really? I'm the opposite. I feel like I get better every single day that goes by. If they see me without my makeup, that's an honor. Like, just completely. Like, wow. Like, like, I was like, wow, you see it completely different. She's like, yeah, I'm an amazing girlfriend. Are you kidding me? Like, everything I was saying, she saw it differently for herself. And I remember thinking, I want that. Like, I said my limiting belief out loud. I saw an opposite belief, and I was like, that's what I want. And I started kind of, like, practicing that in my head. Like, no, you're right. It is a beautiful honor for someone to see us, like, without our makeup, without our, like, you know, mask. And we do get better over time, you know? And, like, I just kind of started getting that in my head. 
and I flipped that belief system. And now I am, I've been a girlfriend for over a year in a very healthy relationship, an amazing one. And like to me, naming that limiting belief mm -hmm. started the healing of it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. you can start deconstructing it and then people can poke their holes in it. Like, what? Like, look how amazing you are. Like starting to point out everything that goes against that limiting belief. Yeah. Also, like the those limiting beliefs, like you said, identifying them, they become fuel, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know, like I have a friend, we're staying at his house in Beverly Hills, actually, and it's just like over the top. We're like, how do you like accumulate this much wealth? Mm -hmm. I and, even said it yesterday, and like so much is coming up for me, like being yeah, in this, because yeah. I feel like I'm like not worthy of it. Right. And right. it's right. and it's interesting, like talking to him about like his wealth. Like he grew up very poor, and he's like, you know because I grew up poor and I didn't like the injustices of that, that became my fuel. Mm. And like he, instead of, instead of running with the belief, which a lot of people in poverty do where it's like, I'm not deserving. I'm not inadequate, blah, blah, blah. He's like, this is bullshit. And that was like, I want to be like, I want to be rich. I want to be empowered with my money. I want to do good with my money, you know? And, and he created that for himself. Yeah, so it's that. it's interesting because it's so much like what you're saying about the girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you you notice the bad belief and you're like, no, not doing that. Yeah, you can spot it, and especially if there's an example of someone who embodies the complete opposite. Yeah, and you realize like, I can do, that. I can be that too. It's a choice ultimately. Yeah, but again, that comes back to the power of like speaking things out loud and getting feedback from others and hearing other people's perspective. Like that's yeah. why it's so like important for me. Yeah. Life. That's really, thank you so much for saying that because I'm so much in my own head with it. Like, I don't even, I feel exactly like what you said, really? articulated, but I've never said it out loud. Mm. It's always been like up here. It's just so, so interesting. crazy to me. Like, I feel like we're just all day talking. Everything that we're talking about today is all about connection. And it's so interesting to be sitting here with you who has an entire business based on connection. Mm -hmm. Like we listened to a podcast this morning with Dr. Gabor Mate, who's, um, he's like a world renowned doctor who specializes in addiction and he works, um, he worked on the downtown East side in Vancouver, which is like a terrible place. Mm -hmm. Um, people are really suffering down there. Um, and he said, when I started connecting with these people and having conversations just like you you were mentioning you were talking with homeless people or bunch of different types of people you notice we're not that different mm -hmm. like the, and he said the only difference between me and them is they've had more suffering than i have and less access to get and help. less access to help than yeah. i have yeah. that's the only difference between us yeah yeah it's interesting and and, and people have brought up to me too, it's like, no, we are very different. And I agree with that too. To me, it's like this beautiful like dance. Because of course we have our differences, and but there's always something that we can connect on. Like that's yeah. my, my thing. Like I remember talking to this guy, he was holding a sign that was like, get, he was like a heroin addict and he was holding a sign that said like, give me a chance to be your everything. I was like, that's interesting. I was like, can I talk to you? And he was like, yes. And he was telling me about his heartbreak and how heartbroken he was and oh. how he misses his girlfriend in Australia that he hasn't seen and, and their addiction and like how he left, felt like he let her down. And on the surface, we didn't have much in common. I'm too afraid to touch drugs. You know, like we yeah. had a lot, like a lot of differences. But earlier in that day, I was crying over someone. 
Yeah. You know, and that was the connection I saw with Yeah. Him. You know, so it's not to say like, yeah, we have so many similarities. It's that we do have them, even despite our many differences. We can always I, find similarities. I think we are mostly all the same at the core, like the core beliefs and the core things we all want. We all want to be safe. We want to be loved. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those core things is what does make yeah. us the same. The differences is like our lifestyle and our culture and all of those things. Yeah. But those are still external if you really think, really think about it. The core things that we all want as humans, I think that's where we all can kind of like that, that, that we all relate, you know. Yeah, that's what um, I find so interesting. Yeah. Cool. I think I'm, I think, any other questions? Hmm. <laughs> I feel like I have so many questions. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to ask? I do have something, but I'm trying to like articulate what it is. Okay, take a sec. Yeah. Me too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Was it about one of the cards? One of the cards. Oh, I know. Um, you've done like a lot of work around connection, mm-hmm. obviously, and um, you've you've talked to many people. Have you noticed um, an impact on your life from doing those practices? Like, because um, in many different like healing modalities, connection is one of the tools, right? Like in the recovery world, it's a big tool. Um, in, you know, even in like trauma, um, when someone is like in fight or flight, they say one way to get out of fight or flight is to connect, pick up the phone, call someone, be in community. And I'm curious if you've noticed, um, like just the work that you do, um, if that's had an impact on your life from a sense of like looking at your well-being as a human being. Like, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, so there's so many moments of it. I'm trying, so it's hard for me to pinpoint. Yeah. One thing that I want, like I want to express is recently in the past year I've had really bad relationship anxiety so now that I was in this healthy relationship I was like oh fuck what's the catch you know like that was my story so I had to deal with that and I had a lot of paranoia that came up in me which was interesting a lot of anxiety and a lot of just fearful thinking but the paranoia was really interesting to like see come up in me and like fearing like when's the other shoe gonna drop so that was something I was going through and because of you know, like, because I like to go there with people, that actually was a big part of my healing because I ended up connecting with this random girl at a casting and um, we became friends. And one day I went over to her house to talk about the game and she was giving me feedback. And I don't know if we started playing it or she asked me a question that kind of allowed me to open up. And I told her everything. I'm not even gonna go into detail, but it was about the paranoia and exactly what I was fearing, exactly what I was thinking. And I was so afraid to tell her because it really did sound crazy. And it was so weird what I was experiencing. And she was like, can I just stop you right there, right now? And I was like, what? She's like, I've been going through the same exact thing. I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, like hers was slightly like a different, different paranoid, but the same feeling, mm-hmm. same thought patterns. Mm-hmm. And we, like that was a part of my healing, was hearing like the thing that felt most taboo about me, like most shameful, most weird, most crazy, a girl that I find beautiful, amazing, smart, all the great things, like 
was feeling it too. I wasn't alone. And that was a part of my healing process, you know, and without that moment, like, I don't know where I would be in that, in that healing. And to me, the lesson in that is again, like we need, we need each other. Yeah. You know, like we're, we're all going through weird things and, (laughs) you know, and it's like so easy when you're in it to be like, no, but my thing, like I would do a lot of like polls and like Instagram content around anxiety and people would all say, yes, I felt it. Yes, I felt anxiety. But I would think in the back of my mind, like, yeah, but not like my anxiety. Mine's like extra weird. You know, you always kind of like make yourself feel more alone. Mm -hmm. And that moment of vulnerability and being open with her allowed her to be open with me. And then we realized we weren't alone. By the way, I also have to note that there are a lot of times that I shared my story with a few people because I was very selective with who I shared it with but that they didn't understand and it made me feel very isolated, but I kept going, I kept sharing, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to still be mindful of who you're sharing with, Mm -hmm. you know, I think vulnerability also has to be earned, but um, finally someone, I found someone that could connect with me and the healing I think really started there. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so one more question. Um, That was a great question. Thank you. I thought of it earlier and then I couldn't remember what it was because I'm overwhelmed by this beautiful story. (laughs) Um, So for people that are like very fearful to talk to strangers Mm -hmm. or they're, you know, at an event and they, they're feeling like they're noticing the feelings of an inadequacies coming up, not feeling worthy to be a part of the group or the community. Like, do you have some tips on approaching strangers and, and getting more comfortable with connection? Yes, literally because of a conversation I had last night at dinner with my boyfriend. We literally talked about this last night. Wow. I know that in my head. But like, this is powerful. He, so he's been going to therapy recently, and something that he picked up from his therapist was, because we all deal with social anxiety. Like, that's Absolutely. just a, a thing. We're all yeah. like, oh, I'm too afraid to say anything. Like, I got off a business call this morning, and I let her, like, right when I hung up, I was like, oh, should I have not said that? Should I have not said that? Like, you just kind of pick up you, judging yourself. Yeah. So the lesson he learned and passed on was, instead of thinking, how are you perceiving me? Think about, like, how can I make you feel better about yourself? So it's flipping uh, the focus. So yeah. it's not being like, oh, my God, are they picking apart my looks or this or that? Like, how can I make you feel, them feel more seen, more heard? How can I ask them better questions? So, like, having empathy for the stranger in front of you and realizing yeah. they're either as afraid or more afraid as you and how can you make them feel better yeah so it's flipping the focus it's, it's also taking the spotlight off of yourself and yeah. making it about the other person yeah. which is literally the definition of yeah. connection right and compassion yeah. Yeah. yeah and that being of service yeah yeah wow yeah that's powerful that's really good yeah i he literally like this was last <laughs> night over sushi and I was like, this is good this is something i'm gonna use like how can I ask them a better question that'll light them up a little bit or give them something else I realized? I don't know if you guys can relate, but complimenting people is intimidating. Have you guys noticed that? Like giving someone a compliment. Yeah. Like yeah. A lot of times I've caught myself yes. holding a compliment in. You know, like I think like, oh, she's beautiful, but I don't say it. I'm like, why haven't I said this out loud? It's intimidating to put ourselves out there and compliment someone. Because you don't know what they're, you're in my mind, I'm like, I don't know what their response is going to be. Is it going to be like, whatever, okay. Yeah, or is no, it like, you know, yeah, of course. Like that. For me, I like, I get intimidated, but I feel like it's part of my like, oh, they're going to think I'm codependent and like kissing ass or something. Oh my God. The stories of being codependent. No, for real. Yeah. But it's again, like. 
go for it. Like, let's give more compliments, ask better yeah. questions, make better eye contact. Yeah. In a noisy restaurant, if there's a waiter coming, keep the eye contact, especially if someone's like opening up to you. Like moments of yeah. that, like make people feel good about themselves. Totally. I think that's so important too, especially with the phones, man. Like we're always so, I mean, all of us, we're always so like, it's just ingrained to be like, oh, gotta check, gotta yeah. check. I mean, there's nothing really there. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, nothing. and just like being at dinner and like really being in it. Yeah. You know, I think it's so easy. I think, I just think what you're saying is so important, especially right now. Yeah. Especially right now and like the culture that we're in and everything's so, the fastest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And we're required and, you know, there's pressure put on ourselves and by like each other to just do everything quickly. And that kind of almost like when you're having really good eye contact and being in the moment, it slows you down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that's really important to mention for yeah. sure. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, that's this good. Is amazing. So good. Um, do you want to maybe tell everyone where they can find you and anything else, like maybe what you're working on next or yes. so that you I, want to share? Yeah. So I am at We're Not Really Strangers, W-E-R-E, Not Really Strangers. And hopefully in the next couple months, restocking the card game, which is also like, I call it Winners 2.0 because I took the first iteration, which was the thousand games I put out and collected notes throughout the entire time. So I'm really excited about this new version that I think is even better than the first, put a lot of love into it. And yeah, in the next couple months, I should be restocking. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. It was really a pleasure to meet you and connect with you. Thanks for listening. So as a money coach, I always talk about the exchange of energy. You guys just listen to this dope episode for free. So don't be cheap. Make a deposit into your Karma Bank account and review and subscribe to this podcast.